everyone, welcome to another episode of Live Lunch. It's double date time. This is not a double date. It is. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Let's not unpack that. Answer that time. question right it's now. It's a different time. Um, but the yeah, welcome along. We're in our Your People series. We are nearly finished. Your People. We've only got a few weeks left. Two weeks. Two more weeks after this week. Thanks for joining us uh, once again. We are here with Stephen and Emma, and um, we are talking about the topic of marriage. Joel preached uh, uh, on Sunday uh, about that. And uh, do you want to give a summary of it, or should well, I give a summary of it? We didn't really. Joel preached that. from Ephesians chapter five, and we looked at how a marriage. Um, we looked at uh, how the marriage was the gospel, and we looked at how relationships and especially worked out through marriage is a depiction of Jesus and the church. Uh, and then we did talk about some tricky relation, relational dynamics between husbands and wives, which we're looking forward to unpacking uh, with Stephen and Emma Dawson, who are a couple. We are Welcome couple. to you. Tell us about yourselves. How do you get together? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> we have not very long enough for that. We want to get into the deep things of Ephesians 5, but we just introduce are 19 years married. We've been going out for 25. I first kissed you on the 26th of October 1997. To a Backstreet Boys song. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Backstreet's back. Backstreet's back. All right. All right. Every time you, th- you hear that song now, then you're think, think of, of us kissing. kissing. Yeah, go for um, it. Carry on. We've got six kids and a dog. A dog. And we met because I was really good friends with his older brother because there's a slight age difference. Tiny. Between the two of you? Yes. Mm. Okay. The maturity we into that. comes across but quite. Stephen, you work full time for the church, elder. Yep. Emma, what do you do? Um, I am a mother to six, and I am a PA. Great. And we work together as well, don't we? So well, we exchange emails now and then. If you need your ca- your your garden you landscape, please contact anyway. Kingdom Landscape. contact me or you. Brilliant. Let's get into the topic of marriage because one of the things we really want to do in this conversation on Live Lunch is really get into some of the practicalities of what it looks like in real life. We talk often very big picture on Sunday uh, to, to, to serve people and to introduce some of these themes. But I know, um, yeah, I mean, one, one of the things that Joel talked on, on Sunday was about um, marriage being a battleground, which sounds very severe. Um, what do you understand that to mean? And how, what does that look like? How does that play out in your um, I realised we talked about it earlier. Oh yeah, what are the battles we have in our marriage? But that wasn't Joel's point. Joel's like, you have to well, fight for marriage. Because it? it's tough. I thought we were going to list our battles. And yeah. then people could <laughs> like, write in and say Joel. what to help. He said it was hard work. It was, yeah, it's hard work. work. Yeah. Well, his might be. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, um, I think you have to work at marriage. I think it's not something you can lazily walk into. Um, I think he said a phrase about about that, just kind of expecting it to be a healthy marriage, expecting yeah. it to be plain drifting sailing. Yeah, drifting into it, that was right. And um, I just think, I think marriage is such a symbol of the gospel that, um, of course, the enemy is just going to use it as a bit of a battleground. I do think battleground is a, is a good phrase for it, I think. Yeah. I think one of us is quite hard to live with. At least one of us. Um, yeah, no, it, it, is, it is hard work. I think we, we're going through 19 years, there have been years where it was blissful. Our first year, I was a student 
and Emma really struggled to get a job. So we had lots of time together and it was lots of fun. Uh, there's other times where the pressures of life or you know, you change a bit and just trying to adjust to one another, that kind of stuff. There are moments where it does feel like you've got to fight for it. It's not all romance and flowers and easy life, is it? I don't like flowers. You don't like flowers, yeah, it's true. Previously <laughs> documented in another preacher thing. Yeah, yeah. it is, yeah. What do I like? Earrings, <laughs> earrings. Ten years into marriage before I, before I found that out. Yeah, but just, yeah, no, it, it is hard work. And bizarrely, I think we have to contend for the gospel and actually the symbol for the gospel. We have to contend for marriage. Yeah. But also joyful as well. You Definitely. Know, you've been married 19 years. Yeah. Still happy with it? Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best decision of my life. Oh. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. one of mine too. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, we, we, we do have a lot of fun. I think, you know, in terms of, in terms of, I think, just life battles as well as marriage battles, you want to just cultivate a, you know, a friendship that generally has mm. joy we definitely laugh at things too soon that would be one something like too soon too soon to laugh about that yet even our arguments you know they're reference points now for for humor and i think just not try all of them take, yet take <laughs> try and take this thing out of things we just keep keep joy and laughter right right in the midst of it don't we? Yeah. i mean how old were you when you got married I, I was just 21 <laughs> and everyone was a little bit older i was a little yeah. bit older yeah which in and of itself is just the, i mean we were talking about it a bit last week uh, the sort of the countercultural. you know, like don't mess around just get married yeah and i guess you guys are an example of that and you got married and in with an intention of staying together for life yeah and doing all of life's journeys together mm-hmm. and um i just want to sort of state that and say you know it's great and it does work and and it's a positive thing mm-hmm. and sometimes we can pol- you know, maybe feel like we need to apologize for marriage or they oh marriage you know it, it doesn't get a great there's not a lot of great PR about marriage. When we hear about marriage in the news or whatever, it's about people who have broke up or married, you know, that sort of thing. We don't hear mm-hmm. stories of, of people mm-hmm. staying together. And mm-hmm. there are many, many marriages of people in our church that have been married many times longer than you guys. I think um, we're in a privileged position of both coming from married, happily married Christian okay. parents as okay. well. I think that's set an example to us, and that's not what everyone has either. Yeah, yeah. And within the church, I think you're right. We do love to celebrate people who are married many decades and uh, not because they got stuck with one another but because they really chose to work it out and walk it out and and mm. uh, yeah celebrate it and lots of things that we've learned from other couples so uh, going back to the whole um, amy was asking my, my wife was talking to me at the end of the sermon and the whole thing about marriage being hard work is did she resonate with that <laughs> well surprisingly she's like but it's not hard work it's amazing oh. and then this morning something happened and she said it is hard work I was like yes she said it is hard work or you're hard work well that's uh, words um, is life is really busy life is hard life is difficult we've all got our own challenges um, parenting jobs work other relationships can be hard work and can be trickier um, you know why is is marriage hard work why should it be hard work shouldn't it just be easier and i think just unpicking that with her is are we saying it should be chill and easy it means we're not being intentional in developing our marriage and, and focusing on our marriage uh and just working out not like you know when when we do come across challenges not brushing it under the carpet but actually working on them uh, and to just really set the bar i guess that's what i'm, I'm pushing you on is you know why is it important that you should work hard on your marriage uh, a thing that Tim Keller in one of his speeches said he's like you got to see marriage like a garden and if you if you leave it, it weeds will grow it won't develop but a good garden is tended to by a good gardener and you've got to put the work in to create something beautiful so I think just really wondering why why should we spend hard work on a marriage 
don't know if you answered your own question. <laughs> uh, I think, but, um, yeah, I um, think um, I don't quite think I realised how selfish I was until I got married. Because okay. um, you just got your own way of doing things, your own life, your own mm. thing, and then you're sharing it with someone and everything you've fallen in love with is so wonderful to start with. And then it might grate on you slightly. But I think you, you realise how selfish you are as a person, how much you need your time, your stuff, your way of doing stuff, your even the way you do Christmases or do dinners or all that kind of stuff. And I think then you bring two people together. Unless they have exactly the same on all of those things, there's going to be yeah. conflict. And I think it's... Um, yeah, I think if, you're, if your marriage is here, how can it get to here? If it's here, how can yeah. it get to here? If it's here, how can we get it to here? Rather than, well, it's chill and it's good. Mm. Let's leave it there. Yeah. Well, what can we do that's better? Or what can we do that's higher? Or what can we strive for that's, that's more? And, and the more you do that, I think... Yeah, there there are the, the mix of battles and joys, quite mm. evenly matched sometimes. But mm. I think, and then other times it outweighs one on the mm. other. I mean, culture shows us romantic relationships are all about chemistry, and once you find the one, everything's great, happy ever after. Just just that's not true in anything in life. It's just not anything of that's good or valuable comes through hard work. There are wonderful moments where there's instant chemistry and, and those, they're, they're the little holidays in life. You know, the, the real kind of in, day in, day out stuff of life is hard work, everything. You know, you're gonna build a business, you're gonna raise a child, you're gonna build a friendship. It's, all, it's, it's similar in that sense, you know, it's not, life is hard work. And I think marriage, it's just within that category but I guess it's an, another thing it's, it's the the category in terms of it's the person you are going to spend most time with it's the person who's going to see you warts and all uh, you know they're going to you know you know you've seen your best days they're going to see you on your worst days and you know you're going to have to work those things out and um, and I think the, the relationships that we are closest with and spend more time with we almost we allow ourselves to be their worst version as well right. they're sometimes people and like you wouldn't have spoken to me like that if we were other people with that thing or I wouldn't have acted like that if I knew there's other person somewhere else in the house you know I'd be embarrassed to be like that but somehow behind closed doors in your own marriage you get comfortable and you say that's, that's not okay and there is a certain of letting down your barriers just when you're by yourselves but hopefully in a good way not the bad kind as much as we've we want to celebrate and hold up Christian marriage yeah. you know you don't have to be a Christian to have a good marriage and a healthy a healthy marriage and even a long, long-term marriage as well Let, let's let's be real about that so then what are the what are the distinctive of a christian marriage you know if what are the things maybe from from your marriage specifically okay this is how we display the gospel to one another this is this is how it means makes a difference that we are christian we want to do it jesus's way yeah uh, can mind. i i just having read c.s lewis this morning He's like, all marriage belongs to God. All love, all love belongs to God, actually. And I think sometimes you can say, this is a Christian marriage, it's a non-Christian marriage. Or this is Christian love, this is non-Christian love. Actually, all love is God. God is the divine one. Actually, any love is a picture of the fact that God has put love into people and we made his image. And so, just, just a slight theological point, but still, I take the question. Uh, at point funny. What, it's in Song of Solomon, where it talks about flame, the love, of, love is the flame of the Lord, the flame of love is the Lord. I've massively misquoted that. That may or may not be in the Bible. Who knows? <laughs> Please uh, check for yourself. Um, but yeah, but but the question still stands. What, what you know? What 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 makes a Christian marriage different? I guess that is the crux of what um, Joel was looking at on Sunday in terms of looking at how does Christ and the church relate to one another. And so I guess we, we were talking about it, weren't we? I think when we are counselling other people in marriage, even we talk about our own marriage, that kind of stuff. What, what are some distinctions we talk about in terms of it being gospel centred or Christ centred? Yeah. So I think we we never use fair language 
um, well, you've done this, so I get this, or I've done this, so you get this, or you didn't get this, so I don't get that. We've never quite, we've never liked that um, if we've seen it, and it's just not been, it's not gospel. The gospel yeah. isn't fair. Yeah. Fair is that we all get to suffer away from Jesus. That's fair, but we don't get fair. We get yeah. abounding love, we get grace, we get mercy, we get forgiveness, we get joy, and if our marriage is to represent the gospel, then we need to be laying our life down for one another and I think one of our favorite words is selfless rather than selfish um so we don't we try not to parent fair we try and treat them <laughs> well but we don't each kid's different and yeah. I think if we just do fair it will come it will come apart really really quickly mm. and so we we don't use that language we wouldn't say oh you've been unfair we might use language like I'd love you to lean in or I need you to absorb in this situation or I just need kindness right now. We'd use that mm -hmm. phrasing. We wouldn't necessarily say, you've been unfair or this yeah. feels unfair. That's yeah. It's just we wouldn't use that kind of language. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, I think that's it. I think when we consider, you know, what, what is Jesus calling us to in this? I think with, with all our lives, we want to worship him and I want to worship him with this most vital relationship. And so how can I express love to Emma even how can I express anger at times how can I express frustration but in a way where Jesus is still honoured in those moments and so I'm looking at that not, not trying to get my bit not trying to you know fight in my corner thinking actually how to bring it <laughs> in my best moments I get it wrong <laughs> let's be clear uh, but just, just think about those moments you know so particularly in Ephesians 5 it's like you know what does it look like to lay my life down and that's a big you know when, when, if I can get enough time to get it in my head before words come out of my mouth which doesn't always it ch changes the tone of everything it's actually you know Jesus you lay down your life for me what does this look like to lay down my life in this particular situation doesn't mean I become a walkover doesn't mean that I don't um, say hard time, hard things at times but it does mean that it changes the tone and the way we relate to one another and I think I think the gospel as well means that I'm, I'm sorry and I forgive you mm. should yeah, come absolutely. quicker yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean they do and it doesn't mean it's easy um, so I say I apologise when I mean I don't mean I'm sorry I apologise because I think that's the right thing <laughs> to do um, and uh, but I think if there should be a competition of who can be the first to say sorry who can be the first to forgive and sometimes you just don't want to mm. um, but if we're looking at the gospel and how quick Jesus forgives us and yeah. I always say to my kids that he forgives as quick as a quick as a click or a quick as a flick and so that we need to be modeling that and mm. so even mm. if I think we're not feeling it that's definitely the language you know I'd like to say sometimes sorry when I'm ready or I'm, I'm not quite ready but I know there's forgiveness so we use that language a lot even if it's to bring each other up or to bring ourselves up or because at home there's six people watching what yeah. forgiveness and sorry looks like quickly I think the the thing we I find the most helpful is if we know that marriage is from the Lord and if we know that these are the commands that God gives us, it, the ones, especially the ones in Ephesians, which Joel looked at, we've got to trust that he will strengthen us to do those as well. Mm. And so at the heart of, of uh, Christian marriage is, is God himself and him being with us. And I know there's... If I didn't have the, the power of the Holy Spirit in me, forgiving would, would be next to impossible. And even mm. I think even laying down your my life and I'm a terribly selfish person uh, and laying down my life and apologizing even when I feel wronged would be next to impossible for me and so I think what's there's, there's de definitely really good Christian principles I think we mustn't neglect the power of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and the power of God in enabling us to love and lay our lives down and to submit to one another yeah I think a Christian marriage you know when I know that I'm loving God and knowing his love the other relationships in my life are easier 
because mm. he's of no love hand to give love at, the, at most points and so that's you know just staying close to him you know and so our biggest encouragement to each other is all the time is are you getting time with Jesus you know how can I help you get time with Jesus it's because I know actually almost this is better for me I know everyone's getting time with Jesus I know that I'm going to get I'm going to get better loved when she loves him more yeah, um, yeah. You, what I'm hearing from you is like a, a cultural thing it's like you're trying to create a culture in your household in your marriage mm. uh, that, that reflects the gospel so I'm, I'm hearing you, you said there about um, there's certain words you say and don't say you know not thinking in terms of fair and that sort of thing and that sort of fighting against the sense of entitlement um, and are, are there other are there other 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 and you talked about forgiveness that was the other thing like trying to be quick to forgive are there other practice practices that you sort of do i mean i'm just thinking you know a, 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 perhaps a couple who have been recently married and they're trying to like what can we do what can we establish what habits can we have as a married couple that are going to help create a healthy gospel culture in our marriage are the things that you would suggest to them i think I think probably, although it's a negative, learning to argue well. Um, so there's some things that we just can't do that I think other marriages can do. We can't have a blazing shouting row because I'll just cry. Um, and so that I think we learned that quite early on. That, that Whereas I think other people can kind of have those kind of quite loud arguments and it's, it's okay. But on the flip side, I think especially the first few years of marriage, I just would shut down then. Okay, okay I'll just go quiet because that's submissive or that's being quiet and that's loving you and it wasn't actually um so i think for newlyweds or people looking to get married it's it's finding out from marriages that you see and respect what do you do mm-hmm. what rules of engagement have you mm-hmm. got how do you what words do you use and so you know we i think even recently we've found the word absorb haven't we which is when one of us is just feeling and the other one wants to counteract with, but it's like, can in, in this moment, can you just absorb yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just a, mm-hmm, a listen, okay, yeah. and we might come back to that another time. Yeah. But I think that's in there's, the last there's a humility knowing, hey, I'm probably not saying this right right yeah. now. Yeah. And the rules of engagement mean that's even that's probably not okay, yeah. but just accept the fact that I'm not doing okay. But that's been helpful in the last year, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Just, yeah. just absorb. I think, I think so being in lockdown with eight people. It's, made, it's wonderful. We had built-in community, but yes. it means they were always there. All the time. So <laughs> there were quite a few moments where it was like, hey, let's absorb, let's go back later, later. Yeah, rules of engagement. Sorry, early on in our marriage, I think just deciding there's just no-go areas. There's things you can't take back what you say. The wonderful thing is the gospel means you can always forgive, but once it's out there, once you've said that thing and you know each other better than anyone knows you, you know the best things about them, you know the worst things about them, you start naming those worst things you can't start taking off those layers you can't put that stuff back on mm-hmm. that's hurt that's that's deep and i think we ch- chose very early on that we, sh- we don't even know those areas <laughs> uh, but everything's like you know what? i'm not saying things that's going to cut you down you know and, and, and similarly we're mm-hmm. just gonna make sure it's generally a place where we can build up yeah i love i love the point of, of absorbing because there have been times when amy's been saying stuff and i've tried to rush to fix it and to try and like resolve the thing but she doesn't need that she just needs to talk and i'm yeah, it's it's so helpful. I think even just like naming it and saying absorb it, just just absorb. Yeah, it's brilliant. But I'm, what I'm hearing as well is that you are talking about how to talk to each other, mm. and it like you've worked that out over time. Like so, and I think that's the thing. Like you're actually ref- being reflective. You're you're talking. You know, you, you you have a disagreement, you have an argument, have something that goes wrong, or, or even not. But you're actually just reflecting and say how can we do this better how can we understand one another better how can we 
do we know, you know, because if your spouse doesn't know how they can express disappointment to you, yeah. they might not ever want to do that yeah. because it's going to bring pain. You know, if I were to bring my pain out there, like that's not comfortable. Yeah. And if we don't allow each other to do that though, we keep it in or we don't yeah. communicate it and then it's not healthy. But actually you need to give each other permission to just say it, what you're feeling yeah. or just say, this is this, you said this and this is how it hurt me or this is what I heard. And you're, you're, you're constantly talking about it. And I think, I mean, that's one of the things that we, in our marriage prep that we do in this church, when we, um, when we have that kind of process and engage couples, meet up with uh, couples who are married, I mean, I helped put together that material, but but really what it tries to do is to try to stimulate conversation. It's actually to communicate about your, it's trying to establish in a young couple or an older couple who are getting married um, that a practice of talking about your marriage and reflecting on it is going to be a healthy thing to do. And it sounds like you're doing that just as much, if not more, 19 years on than you did at the beginning. Oh, yeah. And you have to do it in a different season, lockdown or whatever. Um, what does it look like now? That sort of... Yeah. I, suppose, I think right. communication's key. I don't think you can over-communicate. I've yet to learn how to... I would never over-communicate. I reckon you're having a good go. All the words. <laughs> um, but I just think, I think we've definitely learned that over the years. And I think Stephen's got definitely more him and I've definitely got more me. And so I think we've had to communicate more. This is how I feel, even if you didn't mean it. This is how it came across, or this is what I need. I think I used to assume Stephen would know what's in my head. He doesn't know what's in my head. It's probably best. Um, but I think assuming that he knows what what I need to communicate didn't help. Whereas, you know, as soon as I started saying, I feel this, and I need this, and I want this, even if it's European holiday destinations, mm-hmm. um, that was something I added into our marriage. Um, so I think we've we've yeah. tried to... Got get better at that kind of communication. That's yeah. super good. Let me let us let's change gear. Go for it. Because there's something I want to get to. Are we going in reverse? No. Unless you drive an automatic we car are. and then you don't have to change gear. Well, Sorry. one of the things that Joel's touched on and is referenced in the passage, um, and it's good for us to discuss here, um, would be the verses to do with husband lay down your life for your wife, wife submit to your husband. That as Joel mentioned on Sunday, is jarring thing to, to say. There's all sorts of connotations around submission and, and, and uh, um, unpleasantness of that. I guess I'm asking you as a married couple of 19 years and of uh, standing in this church, when we come to those verses, what, what do we want people to hear about that? Especially, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking particularly if people are maybe not so familiar, with, like Christian people, but not so familiar with the Bibles or coming to that verse, or whether they're married or not. Hmm. You know, that, that could be an aspect of the Christian, part of what it means Christian marriage, or wives submit to you. What are we supposed to hear from that? What are we supposed to understand? What are we not supposed to hear? And help us with that. Either way, it's totally fine. Um, I think I hated the word submission when I got married um, and for a good few years until I understood it. Okay. And so I think um, it wasn't really growing in marriage um, or in response to what Stephen did. I think the closer I got to Jesus and realised how he submitted to the Father and if he hadn't have submitted to the Father, if he hadn't have gone to the cross, none of this would be worth anything I wouldn't be saved I wouldn't be a Christian I wouldn't 
know of his love and I think I learned what submission is from from Jesus laying down his life from Jesus submitting to the father but I think for the first few years when I didn't know that and when I wasn't as close to Jesus hopefully I'm closer now I just I didn't like the word and I don't like the word now when it's used in the wrong way Um, but I think um, I think we had to talk that out we had to work out what that meant for us we had to ask other older Christians that have been married longer what's this verse about and then I think um, the more you realize it's well I love you and I lay my life down for you I love you and I submit to you I think the the more we've kind of worked at like everything we've already said the more we've kind of worked at gospel focused what would Jesus do how would Jesus respond then it's not shocking it's it's beautiful um when it's done in a gospel way yeah so what i guess what i'm hearing from that is you know the the apostle paul is writing this letter to the ephesians and he's presenting this as a good thing so he's saying this is good this is how this is the secret to Mm. healthy marriage Mm. and you're kind of saying well if if i read those verses it doesn't sound good to me then there's probably something I'm not understanding yeah. about what the Bible is saying with this word yeah, or I'm an understanding un- something out, bringing something from elsewhere about this word to yeah. the Bible yeah. um, and what you did there actually press in you press in to under, better understand when the Bible uses this word what does it actually mean yeah. where's my reference point in that yeah. Yeah. you can't just go oh I don't like that Yeah, you've got yeah. Well, why is it in there what does it mean what's yeah. the gospel yeah. and it's interesting so I'll let you say something in a second Stephen but because in that passage it talks about uh, and John mentioned on Sunday as well the days are evil it's talking about actually the cu- a cultural understanding of these things of how to live of marriage yeah. a cu- without God yeah. it's, it's not just not quite right it's actually evil it's actually yeah. unhealthy and that's probably what we're, we're all influenced by the cultural ideas about these things that are just going to be unhelpful unconstructive mm. uh, and we need to redefine some of these terms mm. um, but yeah for, for you Stephen what I think I th- when it um, there is a context in, the, in terms of when people hear it as well. I think people think 1950s housewife who stays at home, mm. brings pipe and slippers to husbands and walks through the door mm. and just says, yes, yes, sir, no, sir. You know, I think when the Bible uses words like helper and submission, that I think it's, oh, we've got a context. Oh, that's what, you know, a Christian wife should be, yeah. you know, you know how we've seen that. And uh, bring me a bit digging into another Bible talk about the Holy Spirit as the helper. Talks about Jesus submitting. Oh, no, these are godly things. These are not things out of the culture. These are things right there in in, in who God's character is. Whereas in, as a guy, I'm a really good helper. I'm really really submissive in uh, in in all kinds of areas of my life. You know, and when I'm not submissive, that's that's ugly. You know, and that's you know the Bible just talks about it in other places as well. And so he's asking the wife to do something. It's not out of step with other other parts of of, of, of the Bible. I think though, as 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 Christian couples though it is, it is a wrestle because I think guys often out of good heart want to lead their wife well yeah. and think you know they lead it by the fact that she then submits to her so submits to him and if she's not submitting then what's going wrong or why isn't she jumping to the things I'm telling her to do or that kind of thing or why can't we agree on everything and if, that kind of thing but I think when, then we look at what leadership is and the Bible says that very clearly it was about laying your life down no, Jesus is the, the leader. So what does he do? Well, he washes his disciples' feet. Servant leadership. Uh, he's a servant leadership, absolutely. And, that, and that's what it looks like. And I think we talked already about, it's about setting a culture for your home. It's not thinking, okay, it's not about individual decisions. Occasionally it is. I, think, I can think of one decision in our marriage where I eventually had to say, you know what, I think I'm just, as the guy here, I'm just going to make a decision because we've come, come to deadlock. But most of the time it's about, I'm going to set a culture. I want to keep leading us to Jesus. I want to keep leading us in love, leading us in integrity and uh, those kinds of things as opposed to leading, looking like I'm the decision maker and uh, we bow, you know, this this home now orbits around me. No, I'm there 
I'm responsible for everything. I, I care about the whole thing. I care about you know how the children are parented. I care about your work. I care about my work. I care about how the house is and all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. Expressing yeah. your care that way. Yeah, I think even if, if you are a good husband, you want to walk this verse really carefully. You don't want to think this is a great excuse for me to exercise my authority and make things happen my way. Especially when, like you, Stephen, you're married to somebody who's very gifted and talented and just a tremendous, has a tremendous leadership gift. And there's, I, I know there's times when Amy leads our prayer life and she she leads our, our, our prayer times. And I think just, I don't think I have a question. I think it's, it's, it's a verse you, you want to get correct for your marriage. Mm. Because quite sadly, it can get corrupted, or you know, you, it could go into into either end of the extremes, which which aren't helpful. Mm. Yeah. And so I think it is it's important for us to wrestle yeah. and, and it's understand. A, how to, to, to lead on something doesn't mean you've got you've got to be the best at everything. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's plenty of things in our house that is that is better. And I look to her; and she's here in lots of ways, in, lots yeah. in, in all kinds of areas. And I think, oh, wait, oh that's, I want some of that. I want I want to know what that looks like. And it's about stewarding our home and stewarding our giftings. Yeah. And I think similar to what we were talking about a minute ago in terms of you guys having that practice of reflecting on your marriage and talking about how to talk to one another, talking about how this dynamic plays out. Like mm. if, if, the, if the scripture is saying, which it does, clearly the husband is the head. Okay, what does that look like? What, what you know, and even, even for a husband asking their wife, what, how, can I, how can I serve you with my leadership? Mm. And how can I... Where, where are the danger areas that m my leadership m might be applied in a bad way that's not going to help? I mean, because there's so many parallels in there between um, leading in the home and leading in church as well. And, you know, as an, as an elder of this church, I, I want, I, I, you know, call to, call to lead in this context, but my, what my leadership wants to be about is I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and shape you, but that's for your flourishing mm. not for your suppression and I think sometimes when we think of submitting we think of the suppress it means yeah. I'm inferior and actually by becoming more submitted I become less of myself and more of squashed squashed down and actually the gospel shape of it is actually yes there is submission you submit you, you know you, you die to yourself you, you choose the choose the marriage more than yourself but actually you in doing that the gospel way you become more you actually you flourish and that's what Paul is trying to describe if you're both if you're both submitting then you mm -hmm. should be becoming more like Jesus yeah. Yeah. if you're both submitting to the good of the marriage and a gospel marriage then it should look a bit more like Jesus long way to go but Get in there. <laughs> not what you will be but better than you were that's yeah right. that's a Christian life in that what a note to finish on should we finish there Oh, no, I feel like there's so much more we can talk we about. We can there's do, so much more we can, and there's so much more we can learn from you as well because I think you're well, no, that's it. Uh, that, good, that's it. a good husband. That's it. And I'm, I'm done now. <laughs> um, okay, well, we'll what's end. coming up next week? Do you remember? <laughs> it's your it, neighbour. We are in our gift campaign. Yes, it's our big November. one. You're preaching. All the site leaders are this week. Yes, I was correct. I was wrong. You're preaching in New England, I but the other side leaders are preaching at the site, and we preach. And your neighbour, it, it's the big moment of our giving campaign uh, across November. We've been raising, uh, we've been talking about raising money to serve uh, people, the vulnerable and the needy within our community, helping people out of poverty. We've been looking at our food banks and just the, the some of the projects and initiatives that we are involved with to help people uh, out of poverty. And so this Sunday, across all our sites, we are having, uh, we're taking an offering. Yeah. People are bringing their money. 
and people are bringing food so in our kids work we've been talking to the kids about some of the food needs yep. that we have for our food banks and so we've been encouraged to uh bring food which is going to be chaos and it's going to be fun and it's going to be crazy and people are going to be lobbing tin cans of food at steven as a preacher as a preacher <laughs> uh, take Not out take out tomatoes <laughs> uh so yeah that's happening that. so yep see you next sunday and see you soon thanks guys bye-bye thanks for being with us steven and emma you're mm. very welcome yeah thanks for the sushi <laughs> <laughs>